the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome to the Pro-America Report, hosted by Ed Martin. I am Andrea Kay. Honored, as always, as I have been these last two weeks to fill in for Ed. And next week, we're going to give you guys a little update on uh, his sojourn, his time off, <laughs> and when you can expect to have Ed back. I, I just want to say thank you as we wrap up this week for putting up with me uh, as your, your filling guest host. It's been a lot of fun, continues to be fun, and it's an honor for me just to be able to, to share my thoughts with you guys. And I'm grateful to Ed because he didn't give me any boundaries on anything that I say here. And as usual, I'm going to tell you what you need to know in the opening segment. At the end of the show, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And then we've got some great guests uh, for you. Before I go any further, I got to bring in our technical director, Noah, who is also producer DJ Potato Skins on the Andrea K Show. Hello, my dear. Hello, hello, hello. I was looking forward to talking about some truth today, but apparently there's lots of lies being spewed. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's interesting that Friday is usually a day in which it's like a um, a news dump, right? That's when when the politicians, you know, elected officials want to put the bad news out there. So I found it really odd that SCOTUS was actually going to hear the case of the mandates on a Friday. And, and when you think about some of the things that happened today, maybe it's because they wanted to bury some of the news that's breaking on the lies that have been told. Now, we got to remind everybody, uh, before we get into kind of the highlights uh, of the good versus the ugly and the lies, um, you know, for the few Americans out there, I mean, we know that we're not teaching our government anymore in our schools. I would like to think, Noah, that every American understands that these are supposed to be the most brilliant legal minds that we have in this country. They are also supposed to be there with an understanding whether they have been nominated by a Democrat, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican, that their goal is 100% The sole purpose of their job is to uphold the U.S. Constitution, and I want you guys to think about that as we go over, and you as well know it because you're so busy, I I doubt that you had an opportunity to even hear the highlights of what happened. So I want to give – first of all, I'm going to give an overview of kind of what the cases were about and and the highlights – of the of the merits of the case and and what the different justices had to say first and and I got this overview from from the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons who actually presented an amicus brief that was a part of the hearings today and I want to make sure that everybody knows who they are because part of what you need to know in general is who as we're talking about shot mandates who as we're talking about this healthcare system who can you trust and the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons are the organization that includes Dr. Peter McCullough that are fighting for medical freedom and your rights as patients. So the two cases that were heard today was one related to OSHA, and this is the one in which the Biden administration was going to affect upwards of 100 million employees, where OSHA was going to pretend that they had the right to dictate 
whether or not you say no to a substance being injected in you or lose your job. And this is particular for employees of 100 or more. The other was the CMS, which is which was the Biden administration's, the Center for Medicare uh, and the the overseers of our medical systems, and this was going to affect 10 million healthcare workers. The um, upshot, the 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 bottom line for this is pretty much everybody conventional wisdom from AAPS and beyond is that from hearing both of these hearings today, that it is very likely that the SCOTUS will have a majority to shoot down the OSHA mandate that is far overreaching. I'll give you a couple of quotes on that, but that they're likely to uphold the healthcare worker mandate. Um, before I, we get into that, though, I, I got to tell you, you're probably going to chuckle at this, Noah. Gorsuch was the only one who showed up today not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to chuckle. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that because you would think Thomas, maybe Alito. Uh, yeah, that's not the one I would have chosen. Right. That's not the one that I would have would have uh, predicted from that. Do you think um, that says anything? Um, I'm not sure what it says, really. I, I do. I do find it interesting, though. You, he, that Gorsuch, who's kind of a, a fence straddler, that he would be the one that would. It, it, it's clearly a symbol. It was he was clearly sending a message by being the lone ranger when it came to not following the mask. And I don't know what their mandate is uh, within. I mean, within the federal government of which SCOTUS resides, there is a mask. I don't know exactly what the symbol is offhand. Just hearing about that for the first time, Andrea, I'm going to say that's good news in how he might uh, view this view this after the arguments have been made. Right. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um. Some of the some of the highlights from it is that uh, Justice Alito pointed out when it came to the medical uh, uh, mandate that the CMS is obligated by statute to consult with the states before issuing a mandate, which they didn't do. And of course, the government attorney responded. This was so fascinating that the consultation requirement doesn't specifically say that it must consult before it imposes the mandate. I mean, when you think about the, the government overreach there and, and the extent of which they're you know playing games to seize control of our businesses. What this is about and what you need to know, ultimately what this is about with CMS and OSHA, this is about a, a permanent communist seizure over controlling of our, our free market system. That's ultimately what this is about. Um, the government attorney also went on to say that any temporary staffing shortages are likely to be minor. Um, uh, and I want you to think about that in the, in the fact that yesterday the headlines were one in four hospitals are suffering because of shortages. And the shortages are so major that um, Rhode Island has actually. Oh, this using, is absolutely insane. We talked about this on your show yesterday. Yes. Ab- yeah. Rhode Island is using a, a, their medical staff that have gotten the jab that are COVID positive and refusing to use COVID negative, healthy, unvaccinated workers. So if you're a patient, you're being treated by a sick person. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I guess I guess according to this mindset, we have to kill you before we can save you. Uh, let me remind you that these they're what they're saying here is that temporary staffing shortages are likely to be minor. Let me remind you that it was 14 days to flatten the curve to prevent hospitals and uh, from being flattened and being overwhelmed. We are manufacturing the Biden administration. And with these mandates are manufacturing a crisis in our hospitals. And I think that's exactly what they want, Andrea. 
Oh, of course that's what they want. Um, uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch both questioned. I mean, basically, uh, as I'm running out of time here, I could have really done a whole hour on this. Um, you know, Kavanaugh questioned whether the states, when it came to the CMS, whether the states really had standing to object. And that's one way in which the court could dismiss the challenge um, by getting into legal standing for the states. Amy Coney Barrett uh, asked if if um, the CMS mandate um, was really too broad and whether or not they should focus on industries that have a higher risk of transmissions. And that's that's a scary thought uh, that she's okay with the government mandating, but it's based on who has higher transmissions. And we're dealing with a government right now that has continued from day one to lie to us about all things related to the efficacy of these shots, the uh, what COVID, how it spreads, the, how um, wide the spread is from the, from the initial COVID, SARS-CoV-2, through the Omicron variants. And the time I have left, I might as well shift away from um, the different back and forth that went on uh, and, and get to the lies. Because that's really what you need to know. As when, when you hear... Uh, when you hear the different conservatives offering up suggestions on things like from Barrett asking about if it's too broad and they should focus on industries um, that have a higher risk, or even Thomas asking whether young unvaccinated workers with a fewer health risk should be should be uh, versus the older people, that's a little bit of a concern to me. But most importantly is the concern that at the Supreme Court that we had liberal judges literally flat out pushing out lies in the American people. We had Justice Sotomayor actually state today that hospitals are almost full to capacity, which isn't true. And she said that more than 100,000 children are hospitalized with COVID and on ventilators, which is absolutely a flat out lie. The uh, this is such an egregious lie. And let's let's remind everybody that I said at the open, these Supreme Court justices are supposed to be the most brilliant minds that we have in this country. Does anybody believe for a second that Sotomayor is unintelligent, that Sotomayor is misinformed? Or do you not understand at this point between her lies there, between Kagan uh, going on, Kagan saying that um, – that uh, that getting the, the vaccine reduces the spread. Uh, we had Justice Breyer saying today that being un, that being unvaccinated, that being vaccinated would stop people from spreading the virus. You've all seen the headlines, right? You know that we have eight, at least 86 percent of the American citizens have been vaccinated in this country above the age of 18. You know that at least 90 percent of the current cases right now are those who've gotten shots. You know that there's only about 3,000 children in, in, in these hospitals with COVID, not from COVID. And that's according to Fauci himself. What we have, what we have are communists sitting on the bench, working with the Biden administration to push out propaganda in order to centralize, to seize control of not only of your life, but the entire U.S. economy. That's what's going on here. And they don't care how many die from it. They don't care about the destruction in its wake. If this is such egregious, Noah, the lies being spewed today by these liberal justices that something needs to be done. The record needs to be corrected at the Supreme Court in the middle of this case. Yeah, this is not even stretching of the truth. This is the, the complete opposite of reality, and they're doing, it ju- they're doing it just to not only further their narrative, but to permanently change this country and devastate millions of lives across this country. Absolutely. 
to see the Supreme Court, we've all known that it's been corrupted for a while in the sense that we've known that they've been legislating from the bench. We've known that the Democrats want to push everything. They want to, to move more and more and more power over to the judiciary branch. They want to bypass Congress. They want to they want to issue executive orders. They want to move as much as they can up the chain to SCOTUS because once then it gets stamped in, into law under SCOTUS, then it's considered precedence, right? And it can never be overturned. We have seen something for the first time in the United States of America, in my opinion, and that is complete bald-faced propaganda coming out and in a way that is so politicized that it is so deeply corrupt that we need to be asking ourselves what remedy we have as Americans to remove some of these people from the bench. Maybe that's what we need to talk about and what you need to do later on in the show. Yeah, because if they're not removed now, Andrea, they're going to make some of the same bad decisions that they've been making. Uh, They have no good track record of late. Well, what they're proving is, is they are not there to uphold the Constitution. No, they're there to legislate as they see fit. They are there, even worse than that, they are there to usher in communism into this country. They are the they are the five the the uh, and, and they're attempting to use sorry decisis and precedence as a way to finally once and for all transform us into their communist uh, ideology, their communist utopia. And we as Americans need to recognize this warning sign and not just complain, complain about it, but be prepared to do something to stop it. Now, stay with us. We're going to uh, shift gears and we've got more to talk about on today's Pro-America Report. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin. I'm Andrea Kay filling in for Ed, and I'm super excited as I fill in for Ed that I got my dear friend Bob Walters with me here. Uh, you Andrea Kay show listeners know Bob because he's on every week. He was at the forefront. Everybody's talking about schools right now. Well, where have y'all been? Because Bob Walters has been focused on schools and saving uh, our children's future for years and years. And he's also the author of a great book called Facing Reality and American Education. He's got a new book coming out soon, so we're going to make sure you Pro-America Report listeners know about that book coming out soon. Um, But for tonight, he is here to talk about what's going on in our schools. Hi, Bob Walters. Hello. Good to be here again. Thank you. So what you got for us? Well, uh, first of all, a former New Hampshire middle school teacher, Daniel Radigan, pleads guilty to threatening violent and sexual attacks against a state lawmaker who sponsored a bill calling for a ban on teaching critical race theory. Hard to believe there's that kind of resistance to doing away with this critical race theory mess that's being foisted on the schools. But anyway, he got fired. So, Well, that's good. Going to do some jail time. <laughs> good. He should. All right. But, Cam- but, but Kamala Harris will probably bail him out anyway, but go on. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Then you got the D.C. public schools are investigating a lesson taught at Watkins Elementary School where third grade kids were told to reenact the Holocaust, including <gasps> betraying Hitler and digging trenches to serve as mass graves and back in the open yard. Wow. Place the teacher on leave until the investigation is complete and apologize for the incident. But it tells you the, the craziness that some of these teachers have got, and they're, they're there with our kids. Wow. It's completely depraved. There is no excuse or explanation for why they would have a reenactment 
enactment like that. Um, we're, no. you know, we've got colleges and universities that stopped having uh, KA's Old South uh, sorority fraternity party every year because girls were in hoop skirts. Oh, we can't have that kind of, we can't have a party. That's not even a reenactment. But we've got, who, who was the poor child that was forced to play Hitler? And to have a third grader dig in graves is just absolutely grotesque. It, there's a yeah, time and place to be teaching. We need to be teaching this history to our children, but not at the third grade level and not in such a depraved, disgusting manner. I know. It's just it's terrible. Here's another one interesting or bad. Eastport South Manor Central High School District in Suffolk County, New York, sent out an email to all parents informing them that a new physician had been hired to combat sudden cardiac arrest of all students in K-12 who are now being administered the COVID shots. His job is to train all medical and teaching staff what to look for and how to react if a student goes into a serious reaction. Parents were shocked to to hear this because this development fits their worst fear of the COVID shots mandated on little kids from five years and and above. Uh, Let that sink in, listeners. This is the this talk about true evil. They know that these shots that children who do, do not get it and do not give it to this date, um, at least under five hundred children have been reportedly dead from COVID, and that we don't even know if that's actually death from COVID or just they you know died from something else and tested positive for COVID, and yet they are intentionally injecting, forcing the injections of children that they know so much are, are resulting in heart disease and heart issues and if possibly death that they're going to have a doctor on. On site to look for symptoms. That's astounding, Bob. This is this is talk about Germany. Talk about yeah. this is Joseph Mengele level stuff. It's really serious. Anyway, the Supreme Court, for some good news, in a five to four ruling, found that once a state decides to subsidize private schools, they cannot disqualify some because they are religious. This case is called Espinoza. It's a second case, also dedicated for Maine, which reaffirmed the same rule. So this is good news so far as helping religious schools also survive if this uh, school choice mandate passes in more and more states like California. Well, that's a, absolutely. And one of the things that also might do is if we if we have to continue, I mean, we lost a lot of private schools in San Diego County and California with these shutdowns. They just couldn't continue because they weren't getting state funds, right, and taxpayer dollars to continue. That was part of the goal of shutting down the private schools here in California. And so if we can get uh, taxpayer dollars and we can get school choice done, we can, we can really rehabilitate the private schools that are doing so much a better job and actually teaching our, our children. So that had tip yeah. to, to the Supreme Court. Court. They've been disappointing lately, but that was a good one. Yeah, at least five to four, but they, they came to the right decision. Yes. Now you got California's considering a new woke math program. Woke oh, dear. W-O-K-E. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Surprisingly, opposition is coming from Democrats, particularly professional Democrats. 1,300 prominent mathematicians and scientists criticized this program by saying one size cannot fit all in a good approach to K-12 to math education. Students should take courses like algebra, calculus, and logical reasoning at varying grade levels, depending on the student's ability and foresight to study the program. This program would stop all advanced math courses and accelerated classes as well. But at least the largely Democrat professional leaders in math and science are opposed to it. 
So hopefully it'll get killed this coming year. Well, it should. I mean, we, I shouldn't be surprised to hear that these the Democrat, uh, you know, pe- people in this in, in this field are against this. Um, but it would make sense. It, and I'm glad to know that there's some people uh, in the education industry that actually still have some some level of, of integrity when it comes to teaching. Because no, uh, because the ability to learn math, so many people like even when I was a kid, well, when am I ever going to need calculus? There's more to to being taught these skills than just whether or not you're ever going to need to, you know, do the, you know, calculate the whatever of a quadrangle, right? And these are skills we absolutely have to have, but we certainly have to have people with math skills going to architecture, engineering, um, uh, you know, all kinds of sciences and, and, and fields and the destruction of our country going forward from, uh, you know, a nation of, of technology and innovation um, is, is perilously at risk when we stop testing, when we stop teaching. And um, so hat tip to those, to those professionals. Yeah, and to tell you how bad it is, next time you go into a dime store to buy something and you give the girl a $5 bill, see if she can give you back the change without having to get to the computer. <laughs> right. And it's only going to get worse as we go to a cashless society. Right. Or or maybe that's the plan is that go to cashless and it calculates it, it for you. But but think about what that does that we don't act, we're not teaching people to critically think anymore. We're not teaching people to ha- we're teaching them that they don't have to think at all. And that hurts everybody in society in the long run, which is ultimately the game of many. It's, it's to create people dependent. So then they're going to if they're dependent, they're going to want to, uh, you know, to be on the government dole. Then I got, a, I got another one, a California teacher named Gabriel Gipp also brandished the Antifa, Antifa flag rather, in his class and was recorded as telling his fellow teachers that he had 180 days to turn these students into revolutionaries. Nice. The teacher supported, in fact, the violent overthrow of the U.S. government. He's been suspended and hopefully he'll get fired. Hopefully he'll get fired. Think about that. This was someone who who's an actual, you know, they're continuing to claim that anybody was around the Capitol on January 6th is a terrorist insurrectionist trying to overthrow the government. Here we got a teacher who's intending to, you know, ter- turn uh, students into insurrectionists, and he hadn't even been fired yet. Where's the FBI task force on, on anti-terrorism that's rounding up teachers? Uh, and not teachers, but uh, – board meetings um, we've got about a minute left we've got a minute left bob walters anything else for us well a quickie university of california irvine fires a director of ethics for defying covid mandates dr aaron Caberi, a longtime professor of psychiatry because he demanded that students who have had the disease be excused from taking the vaccine management said science doesn't justify this exception and he was fired Wow. No, he, he this was a man who who was not only somebody who's who's right on an ethics standpoint, but he was a right on science. Right. I mean, only in today's America could you be told that your natural immune system, uh, you know, that God gave you that works, doesn't work and that natural immunity doesn't exist. And um, so good for him that he stood up for science and, and, and tried to stand up for science and tried to stand up uh, for his students. Bob Walter, thank you for you standing up for students everywhere. And I appreciate all you do that's right keep up the work yourself you're doing a great job thank you hon happy new year thanks bye-bye bye all right now y'all stay tuned because we're going to wrap up the last uh, pro america report on uh the for 2021 uh with a little what you need to do stay tuned
Welcome back to Pro-America Report. I'm Andrea Kay filling in for Ed Martin. Um, what an appropriate day to be talking about Dr. Fauci, the dude behind uh, so much of these mandates uh, that were at, at issue today in Supreme Court. And here to discuss uh, some interesting information uh, that you might not be so pleased to hear about in terms of this man's golden parachute when he finally does retire is a uh, Dr. Adam Andrzejewski, and he's got a fabulous article out on Forbes that you guys need to read. Um, but make sure that um, you're all calm, cool, and collected before you do, because you might get angry once you read it like I did. Hi, Adam. Thank you for being with us. Well, great to be on the program, Andrea. Thank you very much for your interest in our work. Well, yeah. Now, I, I, I put doctor before your name. Are you a doctor? Yes? Oh, no, I'm, I'm not a doctor. That's you're not, sure. we, I'm, a, we, I'm a data scientist, though. Well, you know what? Then we're going to make you an honorary doctor in the form of a PhD, okay? <laughs> the Pro-America <laughs> Report, well. Dr. Adam. Yes, Pro-America Report, Dr. Adam. <laughs> um, you know what? You, you know, and, and you know what? Let me be straight with you. You're, it, to me, you're about, you're about as qualified to be a doctor as Fauci is because I'm not seeing anything <laughs> from this man that tells me he's actually a, a qualified MD, right? Well, I wish he would be a little bit better with the science. But look, I I think he's delivering exactly what he wants to deliver by design. Dr. Fauci has created this outstanding career over, you know, for 55 years over at the National Institutes of Health and the National Institute of, you know, his sub-agency of, of NIH, uh, infectious diseases, allergies and infectious diseases. So, look, he's he is designing policy in this country and through his own actions, he's holding himself unaccountable to the American people. Let me explain what I mean. We, uh, we had to file a Freedom of, uh, of Information Act lawsuit with the public interest law firm Judicial Watch out of Washington, D.C., just to get a copy of the basic employment records of Dr. Anthony Fauci, his contract, and all amendments, changes, and modifications to that contract, his financial disclosures. It's a mat- it should be a matter of public record for every bureaucrat. Uh, His conflict of interest disclosures, highly newsy since he's leading on all this policy, right, in creation of COVID drugs. Mm -hmm. His his royalties, if any, from, for instance, pharmaceutical companies, highly relevant to today's discussion. His job description, he did 400 media interviews since the pandemic hit in the first 18 months of that pandemic. You know, he better have public affairs in his job description. There's a federal, since 1913, there's a federal statute barring the bureaucrat from being a publicity man. It's against the law. So, you know, all of these are questions. We want answers. We had to file a lawsuit to begin that process. And I'm proud to say that through uh, through Judicial Watch, excellent lawyers, Mm -hmm. uh, Fauci and co are going to have to produce these documents starting on February 1st. Well, yeah, we we have a right to know as the American citizen, American citizenry, who these unelected bureaucrats are that are really controlling the government. You know, every all this talk about Trump was the first you know person to run for president who didn't release his tax records were not required from him. Uh, but yeah, we can't find out about the dude who's calling the shots behind the scenes and and literally was behind the destruction of our economy in the form of lockdowns and now all these mandates. And we don't we don't have the right to know anything about his contract. What we do know is that he is the highest 
paid employee in the federal government. And we do know that while it, it depends on your definition, Adam, on outstanding career, I guess if you consider being able to work and, and become the highest paid employee uh, while not actually doing anything positive on behalf of the American people and you got a golden parachute like he's got coming his way, I guess if that's your definition of outstanding, great. I don't consider that my definition of outstanding where he's pushed out shots that are killing American people and now um, uh, as well as hospitalizations and destroying industries and jobs uh, and to with shots and mandates that he tried in the past that didn't work. He tried these, um, I, I think it was the HIV shots that he tested on foster children, right? Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff in his career. I want to clarify the word outstanding. It's outstanding through the eyes of Dr. Anthony Fauci, the single individual, right? So just, yeah. you know, when I use that word, I was thinking back to how he circumvented two presidents on gain-of-function research at his uh, sub-agency and at the National Institutes of Health, where he just changed definitions, he changed the words, and he got these and he greenlit these gain-of-function experiments using taxpayer money, giving grants uh, to circumvent the pause that Barack Obama initially put on and the pause that Donald Trump put on on this highly risky gain-of-function experimentations. So, yeah, it's an outstanding career through the lone eyes of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, as well as the you know the InStyle magazine people, the mainstream media that love him, <laughs> you know all those people. But this man has a history of killing American people with shot mandates, and yet he's still he's still running the CDC or uh, running the NIH, and is and and is continuing to push out shots that are killing people. In addition to testing on foster children, um, he also killed kids with his RSV shots back in in I think that was in the. 60s, um, and now here he is again behind these shots coming out, and there's but there's a, that, that are killing people. We, and so, uh, we Andrew, in my in my column at Forbes, we delved into the uh, the COVID nineteen vaccines because there's a special fund at the federal level uh, to pay for deaths and injuries from the from those vaccines. There's you know a special fund to pay for all vaccines at the federal level. Um, so in the fiscal year 2021, of course. There were zero payouts related to the COVID-19 vaccine for injuries or deaths. Uh, you know, there was hardly anybody knew the fund existed. There was a dearth of applications into that fund. Everybody was sucked over on the public website uh, where, the, um, where the first person reporting on deaths and injuries was taking place on that public website. Uh, but they weren't filing real claims to get to get compensation from the federal government. And the, out of the few thousand that were filed, zero were actually greenlit in fiscal year 2021. Wow. Meanwhile, we are, meanwhile, the flip side of that is that none of these drug manufacturers, they have no liability, right, for any deaths that, are, that occur from these shots. Right. Because it's during an emergency period. Right. And um, one of the things Which they keep question- renewing. So we're coming out we're coming out with a, an expose on that in the next couple of days in my column at Forbes. Yeah, that's one of the things that SCOTUS was talking about today with OSHA, you know, using some emergency. I mean, it's been two years. When does this emergency end? You know, it's clear to me that, the, you know, um, uh, that the emergency well, the is never going to end. Now is built on the emergency. So it's going to be very hard for the uh, politicians and the bureaucrats to end the emergency because. If the whole system, the entire institutional uh, response to this uh, 
pandemic has been built on the emergency declaration at the federal level. When they pull that, there's a lot of cards that are going to fall, and we're going to tell everyone what those cards are. Well, are those cards going to include the therapeutics? Because he killed Americans by denying therapeutics uh, because they had to use the the Emergency Authorization Act in order to, to, to saying that there was no other treatments available in order to push these shots out on the people. Do you have anything on the therapeutics? Um, our piece and our research is, is unfolding in about 48 hours. We'll launch it at Forbes, um, and I can always come back on the show and, and uh, get into the details and, and specifics. I do want to talk about his, you know, he, he spent 55 years there. He turned 81 years old on Christmas Eve of all dates. Uh, and so our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, we delved into if he did retire today. He says he's not, but the latest polling shows 52% of Americans wanting to retire and that includes 32% of Democrats that want him to retire. So if Dr. Fauci did retire, we estimate that he would receive the highest and most lucrative federal pension in history. He would receive on, his, on day one of his retirement $1,000 a day. Uh, he would receive $350,000 for the year with cost of living increases going forward. In his first three years in retirement, he would receive well over $1 million dollars of federal pension. It's absolutely shocking because this is the man, how many industries have been destroyed and businesses have been destroyed with his lockdowns and his shutdowns and his mandates while he has never lost a penny. And not only has he not lost a penny, but he's looking at, he's a multi, multi millionaire. And will when he finally does retire, will live a life of luxury after having destroyed the lives of many throughout his 55 year career. Um, Thank you so much for being here and um, tell everybody where they can see this article and when they can expect the next one to come out so if you just come to openthebooks.com we repost everything on our website that's probably the easiest place to to see it all um and i think you'll really like uh, our website and the treasure trove of information that we post there thank you so much because we need to bring some sunlight to what's going on with this man as well as our government and uh and these federal workers i'll just say this really quickly there was a time which people when people went to work for the federal government when they got paid less than the private sector but there were benefits like sick pay that they got now it's flipped and the american people don't understand how rich people are when they go to work for the federal government so thank you for bringing some daylight uh to this important issue uh with fauci and beyond thank you so much i appreciate it Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. We'll uh, skins edit this. <laughs> Stay tuned. We got mo- more Pro America report on its way. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Have you seen the stickers yet? Gas pumps throughout the nation have been branded with the images of President Joe Biden pointing to the price on the gas pump and featuring the words, I did that. These clever stickers should come as no surprise. Biden's war against traditional energy has driven gas prices to near record high compared with the last decade. Make no mistake, these price spikes are not the result of normal market forces, nor are they caused by foreign entities like OPEC. The Biden administration is filled with bureaucrats who would sooner see gas prices skyrocket than their radical climate agenda be ignored. To prove the point, Joe Biden nominated Soleil Omarova to a prominent position in the Treasury Department. But conservatives were quick to point out that Omarova had previously stated that she'd like to see traditional energy companies go bankrupt. As a professor at Cornell University, Omarova declared about smaller energy companies that, quote, 
We want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? Professor Omarova, who studied at Moscow State University, had a thesis written in Russian which admired Marxism and was entitled, quote, Karl Marx's Economic Analysis and the Theory of Revolution in Das Kapital. Questionable communist leanings aside, we should not be surprised that a climate alarmist like Omarova would buddy up to the Biden administration. Limiting our access to energy is now the principal objective of the left because it creates dependency on government for the essential needs of human life, including fuel to travel, to work, to school and other places. Leftist policies for energy control have the effect of making people more beholden to public officials. Support them or they'll shut off the pipeline serving your home in the winter. Happily, last month, after all the scrutiny of Amarova by Congress and in the media, she withdrew her nomination. By the way, President Donald Trump made America energy independent for the first time in decades because he knew how to get out of the way of thriving essential industries. Energy prices dropped and dependence on foreign powers evaporated. Joe Biden could do the very same thing today, but he has to give the energy industry room to do their jobs. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. Glad to have you guys sticking around with me these last two weeks. It's It's been a real joy. I know that... Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Rand Paul, and others are trying to get people to move off of YouTube and some of the some of the main social media platforms we use every day. But I know not everybody's going to leave Twitter. So here's what I say for you guys. Follow Ed Martin on Twitter at Eagle Ed, Eagle Ed Martin. Use hashtags ProAmericaReport, hashtag P-A-R, and also me. Follow me at, at, at Andrea K. Show on Twitter and on all the social media platforms. Right now, I think that we need to – one of the things we need to do is we get into this what you need to do segment we need to be using every opportunity in every platform that we have in my opinion i don't like big tech and how it has censored us but i i i i'm concerned about not using every avenue that we have because what we witnessed this is a fight for our lives andrea that we are literally on the brink of communism in this country and that's why it, a lot of people were questioning well you know when biden came out recently said there's no federal solution and they're going to give it you know it's up to the states everybody thought would, it was good news well yeah and everybody thought well why wouldn't he just pull his pull his cases from the supreme court because this is what happened today in the supreme court couple things to, to remind you of this is not over the mandates don't go away whatever happens at the supreme court today but ultimately the goal of the supreme court and the use of them for the democrats is to have them be the rubber stamp that will make permanent communism in this country. And that is why the communists in these black robes today pushed out lies and propaganda worse than it was ever seen by ministers of propaganda in Russia through Pravda. And what I understand, Andrea, is a lot of people think, including myself up until we talked about it yesterday on your very own show, but a lot of people think if things even happen to go the conservative way and these mandates are blocked, that's the end of the story. No, that's not the end of the story. (laughs) 
No, it's not. And neither is the end of the story that the Supreme Court is packed with co- communists right now that are that are trashing the com- the Constitution as we speak. But their intent is to pack the Supreme Court with more. What do you need to do? What can you do? We need to be we need to be looking at mechanisms to correct the record and to be putting putting pressure on our representatives to put pressure on the Supreme Court. And I'm not an expert on the Supreme Court. I know they've got lifetime appointments, but there there must be some mechanism. And if there's not a mechanism in place right now, when we see and that that the the flat out the the corruption at the highest court in the land through lies. You know, Andrea, you bring up a really good point. Lifetime appointments. I don't know how we even get that started. That's something I have disagreed with for a very long time. Let's pull that lifetime appointment. You want to sit on that bench and make the and make the best decisions? Yeah, you're going to be termed out if you don't. Well, maybe what we need to do, I don't uh, that's that's probably a long haul to do that. Probably the best thing that we can do is is look to see if there's any any method of impeachment. Is there any method of of going to is there any method of going to Congress and having them having having sanctions put against him? If you are if you are an attorney at the state bar of California and you do something as unethical as lie in the middle of a court hearing, you are sanctioned if not disbarred. Why should a Supreme Court justice be allowed to propagate that level of unethical behavior at the highest court of the land and get away with it. Yeah, on record. On record, entering lies into the public record in a court hearing. No judge should be allowed to lie from the bench, just like no attorney should be allowed to lie to the court, just like when you're a witness in a case and you put your you swear to tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth and you and you don't you can be prosecuted for perjury we as american citizens need to rise up and say we are not going to tolerate this on the part of these supreme court justices and we demand disbarment sanctions or whatever remedies are in place and if there are no remedies in place against these communist crackpots in black robes these dictators in black robes that we demand it on the from our elected officials yeah it goes back again andrea we are living under two sets of laws in this country we absolutely are and that includes these dictators in black robes and it's time that that end and while i want to see some outrage i want to hear some outrage on the part of of the republicans but we're not going to hear that in fact you know who i want to hear outrage from who because i didn't hear it in the record Where's the outrage from Thomas? Where was the outrage from Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Gorsuch? No, they sat there and let her lie. Where and where were the where were 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 the attorneys for the states today speaking the truth about the almost a million Americans who have suffered from adverse effects or deaths as a result? Sounds of these like shots. more theater to me. There's nothing but lies and smears and communist propaganda and corruption going on at the Supreme Court. And this is really chilling and should should cause a chill to go up the spine of every American. And I apologize to pro Bear Report listeners. I doubt Ed Martin ever gets onto a rant like this. But I see our country slipping away. And I have said this from day one back in January and February of 2020. I cautioned everybody to not go along with any of these lockdowns. I cautioned everybody to avoid anything related to any kind of a mandate that this was the government seizing the virus was real, but the government response to it was about uh, taking this China virus and turning us into communist China. And that's what we see playing out every day in this country now and what we saw playing out at the Supreme Court today.
See, very, very little good news, Andrea. I mean, I pray, actually prayed very hard this morning. I think that's the only thing that's going to get us out of this. If that's even where God wants us to be in this nation right now, I don't know. But there is such bad news on taking the freedoms away from the citizens of this country on a daily basis. It is scary, and it should chill everybody's spine. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for being being my partner here, as well as on the Andrea K. Show. I appreciate you. you. Got thank it. you appreciate to our you. guests. Thank you to producer Joanna. Thank you, Ed Martin, for letting me fill in. I think I'm going to go and, and sit me a, a nice uh, summery, lemony seltzer water and calm down. You guys have a great weekend. We love you. We're going to continue the fight starting again on Monday. America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.